So welcome everyone. We'll be doing the practice of loving-kindness, or many of you know loving-kindness to mean metta in the Pali language. And so we'll be doing this, developing the skill set of inclining the heart and mind towards loving-kindness over and over again in our practice today and then during certain days of the week. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about metta, but first of all, I'd like to know from you, how many people have done this uh, practice ongoing for, say, the last five years? Okay, quite a few of you. And so how many of you have done a metta retreat? Metta retreat. Okay, that gives me a sense of how much to remind you to, to go back to the phrase or to remember what you're doing. How many of you are completely new to the practice? Not anyone here. Okay. So I'll be uh, offering the phrases, the traditional phrases, and of course you can make up your own. And even if I offer the traditional phrases, um, let my, my voice and the sound when I do that be in the background. Because some of you, although you've been practicing uh, you have practiced before. Some of you let me know that you need a reminder. So I will be talking. In <laughs> I will be giving instructions in this sitting and helping you to remember to get back on track, etc. So this is the development of inclining the mind there, inclining the mind and heart there over and over again. We're going to get used to making this a habit pattern so that whatever happens, we, can in, we have the propensity, we have the capacity to incline the heart and mind there. So many of us have practiced metta, but then it drops from our practice and we have to kind of rev it up again. And this may be a good time to do that. Remembering that metta is the offering of goodwill. No matter what's happening, we can offer goodwill. That doesn't mean that we, ref- we refuse to accept or to understand that something awful is happening. We don't cover it up with metta. But we understand that no matter what's happening, we have the capacity to receive it, to understand it, in a bigger way, to include goodwill. And we can offer goodwill and protect ourselves at the same time. So this development of metta has actually three basic purposes. And I want to help you to understand why we're doing this. It's not just a mantra that we're learning. It's actually for the development of that skill set that can come up when things are difficult for us. Or they can still come up when they're easy, but we don't take it for granted. We understand that what's in the heart-mind is metta. And then we can respond appropriately with a balanced heart, with a balanced mind. So metta has three, the practice of metta has three purposes. The first purpose is that it produces a very deep, inviolable response to life, 
a response to life that has a sense that we can offer well-being no matter what's happening. We can offer a sense of well-being in ourselves and towards others. This is a very important skill set to develop. So the second um, development is that we know we have the ability to do this because a lot of times we don't have faith in ourselves to do this because of the conditions around us and the habit pattern that's so strong within us to not recognize the good of our own hearts. So in the practice, part of the skill set that we develop is to recognize the good, to recognize the goodness of our own hearts, to recognize the potential goodness of others around us. So this really gives us a sense of deep connection with ourselves. Deep connection of knowing the wholesome qualities of mind and that particular one that is an opening to many other wholesome qualities. So we connect with that. It's a kind of way that we make ourselves in the world a very holistic being. We understand the wholeness, the completeness of who we are and not just follow the habit patterns of thinking of ourselves of weak in knowing the love that's in our hearts or in knowing the others as well. So we feel connected to all of life. We feel connected to ourselves and therefore we have more options for responding. And sometimes we don't always need to respond with this offering of goodwill. But we know we have the propensity to, the capacity to. Sometimes we have to respond with other qualities that are more appropriate at that time. So with this way of um, developing that deep sense of well-being, we, has, we have a sense of being potentially protected from the habit patterns of the mind. Protected from mainly the two basic unwholesome habit patterns of greed or attachment to how we think it should be within ourselves or out there in the world. It's good to have a wholesome sense of what causes harmony and what causes harm. But um, we don't have to be so attached to that that it causes us a lot of pain because it isn't always like that in the world. It's just how samsara goes. And that's not an excuse for um, just covering up unwholesome actions and speech. But it's just if we can accept that, maybe we can see something inside of us that can respond strongly, appropriately, and um, have a deep sense of our connection with our wholesome states of mind that we develop, like with metta. So what we're protected from is greed and attachment, uh, fear and hatred. Of course, we still retain all those qualities to protect ourselves and to protect life. It doesn't mean that we don't do that. It just means that we're not bowled over by the other qualities. So we're protected in a deep way. 
And the deconditioning aspect of uh, deconditioning those habit patterns or weakening them really uh, happens. We really see that as we practice metta. And for a long time, we see that they're weaker as it goes along. And what wins out is love and unconditional love and the strength of love and compassion instead of fear. Yes, there's a healthy form of fear that keeps us protected. That doesn't go away. But the capacity to still care about life in ourselves is strongly there. So we establish and strengthen the basic foundation for opening to liberating insight. Metta is a very strong condition. Metta, compassion, sympathetic joy, equanimity, all of the Brahma-viharas that we're going to strengthen in our time here together. They are all basic foundational qualities before liberating insight can occur, can open, be open to. So we need that kind of wholesome state of mind, those wholesome states of mind, to have a a very strong sense of relative self in this world before we can open to some of the ultimate realities that are difficult to open to. Like, what does not-self mean in this world? Says uh, some of our colleagues have said, in the world of psychology say we need a healthy sense of self which metta gives us in order to open to this understanding of not-self. So we do this practice in a very methodical way. Uh, We start with offering loving-kindness to those who are easy to open to. So we'll be offering those in the first few days uh, some examples of who we could easily open to. We start with the easiest ones first. It could be, um, traditionally, it starts with oneself, someone like a benefactor, and or someone like a dear friend. And we'll start with all of those this morning. You can, uh, this afternoon, you can make a choice what, what's easier, easiest for you. And then we use particular phrases. Some of you have your own phrases already. How many of you have your phrases that you can definitely rely upon in your own silence? Okay, good. So keep my voice in the background when I'm helping others who need a reminder. And um, yeah, use, use your own momentum there. And then we'll be offering times when you can have visualizations of uh, uh, beings that you can easily offer to. So I'll give you some examples along the way and then I'll be more quiet later on where you can visualize, have a visual sense or a felt sense of that person or even have a visual sense of offering metta so that those of you who find it hard to use words can use a visual sense like offering energy, offering a light, offering color. How many of you have it, find it uh, challenging to use words in metta, to use words? 
as some of you. So then you can use those visualizations and let those stand for your words. Your words are more like blessings. They're, they're offerings. Remember that. It's not that we're using them as a wish or like this hope that we're holding on to. Like, may you please be happy. You know, it's more like, it's an offering. May you be happy. It's like a blessing. And if they don't receive that blessing, that's not up to us. So that's what also makes it unconditional. Whether they receive it or not, it's an unconditional offering. Of course we're not saying it because we want them to change. So that's unconditional too. No matter who they are, how they are, we offer our loving kindness. That's what makes it unconditional too. So we try to put aside what has happened in the past when we're offering to a dear friend, for example. See if you can do that. So no matter what's happened in the past, right now we can offer our loving kindness. So that's what makes it unconditional. So this metta is truly an unconditional offering of love, of kindness, of of well-wishing, no matter what. So make an offer like you're sending it out, offering it to this individual. No matter what, you're still offering it. Whether it comes true or not, That's not up to us. There's a lot of things that come between that offering and that person for that to make it, for it to happen that way. Many conditions of their past, our energy into it, karmic conditions, a lot that comes in between. But whether or not it's our training. So in the end, we are developing metta. The whole purpose of this is to develop the capacity to offer unconditional love in our own hearts. It's not about their getting it. So I hope you really get that shift in understanding. It's not really for their sake, although it would be wonderful if that happened. This practice is for our development our capacity to offer love, to offer well-wishing, no matter what. Unconditional. So that it becomes just as strong a habit pattern in our mind as the other forces that we see come up in our minds. So that's the precursor to doing our metta practice. And so now let's do the practice. So establish that posture in your body so we're really having the best chance we can to embody this all these practices are really embodied practices so that we can actually feel grounded in them so that they're coming to us from the body into the heart out of our mouths and thoughts and actions in the world Remember that when we do this practice, it is basically, or in large part, it is a a concentration practice. We're concentrating on certain phrases that we do, maybe one or more. And then on the person, remembering their qualities, 
all around metta practice. So we need to um, establish a, a body that can be as still as it can be. Remember, you can move, of course, but see if you can move in a way that's mindful where you can still carry the practice with you, even in the movement. And also we remember our neighbors. So we're as quiet as we can be. So bringing our attention to our heart center. Really having a sense of our breath, our energy coming from that part. You can put a hand there or even two hands to help you really come from that embodiment of metta. Real heart sense. Or you just know that. That's just fine. So feel your breath in that area, connecting your body with the mind-heart of metta. Relaxing the heart physically. So on an out-breath, letting go of any agenda that you may have. We're freely offering, like generosity from the heart, freely offered, no matter what. So first we call upon the being that you want to be the recipient, the condition upon which perhaps this metta can grow in our own hearts is bringing forth the easiest person that we can offer metta to. It can be oneself to see if that automatically attunes to you or you know already because you've been practicing. Or it can be someone you look up to like a teacher, an elder, or when anyone like a younger person comes to mind, it makes your heart really relax. Or it can be a dear friend, a loved one that makes you feel relaxed. You can open your heart to that person. There's not, there's a lessened chance for fear or attachment or hatred to arise. Of course some may arise but you can keep it in the background. So have a sense of who it is you're choosing. Visually if you're that type of a person, or viscerally, a felt sense. Say that person's name if um, none of those previous ones help, visual or visceral, so that silently you're calling out the vibrational essence of that person on this relative plane coming forth. Someone who's alive today, that can be a help. Or during this time that you know of, still present.
So having a sense of who it is, taking some time in the beginning to remember this person's goodness, what inspires you or makes you relax, someone you can open your heart to. Remember their goodness, your gratitude for them. A way to connect with that person. Then when you're ready, let your offerings or your intentions be the phrases that you use. They're simply intentions going out into the vibrational field. I'll say a few of them to remind some of you uh, that need to get on track again. Change them as you wish. May I or you be safe and protected from all harm. And then seeing them so without attachment to result. Allow that offering intention to go out. Safe and protected. With those words or sense of light, color, energy representing that sentiment. can use that phrase or intention once and then rest in that intention without words allowing it to continue to flow or you may whisper it silently a few more times May you be peaceful and happy. Put a phrase or two to memory so you can continue in silence. your body be a vehicle for liberation. Or may you be healthy and strong. May your heart be at ease and clear 
no matter what's happening. So now find your own way with your own words with this particular individual connecting, sustaining with the person, the words, the sentiments.
your mind wanders, just come back, begin again, safe and protected. Establish your go-to phrase to begin again. Coming to a close now with that individual and allow that individual to remain in the field of metta that you are establishing. So somewhere nearby but in the background and then bring forth into the foreground another individual in the category of either oneself or benefactor, dear friend. Benefactor, someone who has benefited you. So it could be a young person. Could be an animal friend. So have a sense of who it is you're choosing. Someone known to you personally is helpful. Envisioning them or having a felt sense. Using the vibration of their name said silently to bring them forth if those other two don't work. And go right to your phrases, your offerings. You can remember their goodness as well. One or the other. Continuing on with your offerings of goodwill for this individual.
And when you're ready, let that individual remain there in that field, in the background, and bring forth into the foreground of this field of your mind-heart. The next individual, oneself or a benefactor, family member or dear friend. Again, someone easily, you can easily open your heart to. If you need to remain with one of the others that you already practice with, then you can do that. Keep going with that one. Have a sense of who it is you're choosing. Proceeding with your phrases or remembering their goodness.
Now coming to a close with this individual, allowing them to remain in that field, your heart center. Bring forth the other individuals. See if you can see them in a group of two or three. And then offering all of them as a group this small group, your unconditional care and goodwill. See if you can include yourself, just as I wish to be safe, protected. May you also be safe, protected. Carry on with your own goodwill, your well-wishing. encompassing everyone, including oneself, with this goodwill, this intention for goodwill. Take a little time to expand that circle to include those people immediately around you. May you be safe and protected on your inner journey here at this retreat and in your life. Expanding further to include everyone in that Intention of goodwill. Everyone here, safe and protected. Connecting with one another with that similar intention. Expanding out to include everyone on this land, all the human beings especially those who serve us, support us. Though we don't know who they are, expanding to everyone. If that feels safe for you. Otherwise, just keep it to where it feels safe. All the creatures of the land, too the creatures of the earth and of the waters, of the air. May all beings here and everywhere, known and unknown, all the elders, all the young ones, everyone in between.
May we share our merit of this goodwill that we're developing with all beings, without exception. May all beings everywhere be peaceful, be deeply at ease and clear in their hearts and know the way to peace, harmony, goodwill. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.